And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome into the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Growling. The Growler is here as we uh, set out to preview a big weekend for the Bengals as they head to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson, potentially, and the Ravens. Uh, who are three and one with a loss to the Chiefs on their record thus far? Of course, should be a fun weekend of football because Ravens got game. First real real test. That real test for the Bengals. We discussed that a little bit more at length in the first podcast this week. Uh, so if you want to go back into kind of that discussion, you can do that. Otherwise, just happy to be here with Jay. What's up? Hey, doing well. I'm excited for this game. I, I think it's it's going to be really interesting. Uh, the only thing that could make it better would be if we could actually go to Pickles Saturday night before the game. Uh, but COVID, that's our favorite road bar, and uh, ba- not going to happen. This Baltimore year. is a great trip. Baltimore is. is definitely. I, it's definitely the best of the division roadies. I mean. It, I love Cleveland going to Great Lakes in in typically in December. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I but I just end up with a hangover. Like and I love Pittsburgh. I actually I really like their downtown a lot. We have a good hotel there. Team hotels are really good there. Um their downtown is fun. There's some good spots we usually go to eat there. But it's a little bit long of a drive. Baltimore is a quick flight. Great bar, great food. You're eating crab. Great press box. It's this is sad. It's I'm sad talking about it. I'm sad talking about it. It is. It is a little sad. The great press box, but it was also the iciest press box. And we were there in October last year, and it was freezing. So I yeah. will not miss that on Saturday. But I always bring your jacket. Yeah, always bring your jacket. Uh, all right. So, but we the game is going to happen still, even though no one's traveling to it uh, from the media. <laughs> uh, but we'll of course have the walkout for you after the game as we break down everything that goes down. And there, there's just a lot to look at uh, today. Though we're going to take a, you've got a little bit of a deeper look at the defense built to stop the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and the guy who put them all on the highlight reel, the wrong side of the highlight reel last year. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, We're going to go maybe a little bit further into the intermediate game, deep ball game conversation that we did last week because my piece, uh, the deep dive into that is now up on the site. uh, So you can take a, a longer look at that, you know, talking to, Joe Burrow, receivers, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, looking deeper into the film uh, of everything that's been going on on Joe Burrow, who just for a number of reasons uh, has been unable to connect on balls down the field. Been doing everything else right. <laughs> I feel like I had I had to open the lead with like, look, I, this is not saying that Joe Burrow is not playing well. That the the opposite, but they're the next level for him and for this offense is to figure out how to get this deep game going and not be one of 22. Um, 
And so a, a deeper look into that. And while we're at it, a $1 per month right now to subscribe at The Athletic. You can do that at any of the links uh, that we mentioned these stories or just go to theathletic.com slash hear that podcast growling um, and just click on the link there and you can pick up the $1 per month sub. I don't know how much longer this deal is going to be going on, so you may want to get to it soon. Um, what else are we get into today? We're going to talk Jay's Got Stats, of course. We're going to talk to our Baltimore guy, our insider, for us there, Jeff Zrebeck. Again, we got had him last month previewing the season, but now a lot's happened for them since then, so more going in on that. Uh, we've got a good growler bet for you, chance for you to win beer on us, if you dare enter. Um, run A good run-passer boot. We'll have predictions all coming your way. All right, Jay. Let's... Um, Let's talk about the defense. We we spend so much time talking about Joe Burrow and the offense because it's new, it's fun. He's Joe Burrow, uh, but we really have overlooked where they spent most of their time and money this off season and how they constructed that free agency period and their the redoing of their defense. And that was we you know I wrote about this back right after the draft really looking back at the full plan they had for the entire offseason and it involved free agency was where the defense needed to happen and they needed to build a defense that could stop the Kansas cities and the Baltimores of the world and that meant tackling in space they're so bad at that as every Lamar Jackson for MVP highlight reel will tell you with his crazy spin move he did on about three dudes in Cincinnati and a number of other opportunities You've been kind of talking to everybody about that this week on this defensive staff, some of the players. What's your impressions about if they feel like they're built for that and if they're ready for that right now? Uh, built for it, yes. Ready for it, we'll see. I mean, it's still a work in progress. They're, the, the run game, as we've talked about, is is still – or the run defense is still not where they want it to be, where it needs to be. But absolutely, it, it – you know, they play Baltimore two out of sixteen games, so you can't really structure a defense and say, "Okay, this we need to be built to stop this team." But you need—they knew they needed to be built to stop that style because that's what AFC North is. I mean, Cleveland is arguably not as dynamic of a run game as Baltimore is, but they—they are a great run game. Now they just lost Nick Chubb. We'll see how much that holds up, but that was the focus. Was going out and getting guys like McKenzie Alexander, the best tackling cornerback in there, or maybe not the best, but he had no missed tackles last year, and a guy like Von Bell that can come down and stop the run. And DJ Reader, the, the centerpiece of that whole defensive free agent class, um, everything was built around stopping the run and, and being better at tackling. And um, Robert Livingston, the safeties coach, talked about how Al Golden, the new linebackers coach, really – brought in some some new and interesting tackling drills and, and they feel like they're getting better at it he he said you know there's nothing harder in his mind than tackling a guy in the in the open field and especially when you've got a guy as dynamic as Lamar Jackson and it's, it's not just Lamar they've got Baltimore's got a great running game they've got this huge bullying offensive line there's so many challenges that go along with it so that that was all part of it getting guys that can tackle in space and getting guys like DJ Reader that can hold the front 
And uh, we'll, we'll see on Sunday uh, how much progress they've made. They they gave up over 500 yards. No, I'm sorry. It was over 400 yards rushing to the Ravens in the two games last year. It was just mm. it was not good. And that, that was the centerpiece of it, that, that Lamar Jackson 47-yard touchdown run. Yeah, I think uh, he's still spinning <laughs> somewhere out there. Uh, Nick Vigil's still airborne. The, you know, the part of it, and you mentioned Rob Livingston, you know, uh, so much of it does end up, at some point he's going to get out a little bit. And guys like Von Bell and Mackenzie Alexander, I mean, are, are you know, you, I meant Josh Bynes who came over from Baltimore. I mean, it's it's those tackles, and they are, they're, they're, they can be impossible against a guy like that. On the second level, and nodding, not allowing him to get out there, Jesse Bates, um, we saw have trouble last year in a couple of spots with Lamar Jackson and tackling is not his strong suit, even though he's playing incredible football right now. Um, that not letting that get out of control on Sunday. It's not, he's going to get some, he's going to get his, they're going to get theirs. You just can't let those long plays, those explosives get out on you. You've got to limit them. Don't let it turn into a 40-yard run. Let it be a 10- or 15-yard run. You know, make him make a few more throws. Make those drives be longer. And I don't know that we know that they can do that. Like, I just – you look through four games, every team has had some version of success in the run game against them. Everyone. Some massively. I mean, the Browns? Browns lined them up and knocked them down with everything on the line and everybody knowing what was happening. And that was, you know, they talked a lot about how demoralizing that was and unacceptable. Yeah, that's all talk because the Eagles had success and they stopped going to it because I don't know what was going on there. And the Jags, despite maybe not having big numbers, had success running the ball. They got behind and and that was really the difference. And they also had a long run called back by a, a holding call that makes everything look a lot different. I mean, I mean, you. The, the possibility of the Ravens running it up over 200 is well in play. Well in play. Yeah. I, Nick Eason, the defensive line coach, said just what you kind of touched on. He said, hey, he's, Lamar's going to hit somebody for another spin move on Sunday. and It's going to happen. You're going to miss tackles against that guy, but you, you can't let him mount. You can't let it happen over and over and over again. And the when you, well, you'll hear when the conversation with Jeff Zrebeck, he, he said other than – Lamar, there's something that just feels a tick off about this Ravens offense. It's not, they're still really good, but it's not the level that they were at last year when they were just mowing people down. You know, they they started two and two and then they kicked off that run with the win against the Bengals. Um, So he's, he he thinks it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, That's what it's going to come down to is stopping. Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram that that run game because they have not really looked great in the past game even though they've got that run game to work off of and and you've got teams selling out and and spying and doing everything they need to do to try to stop Lamar Jackson you would think they would be more dynamic in the past game but it just hasn't happened yet they've made a lot of their money off turnovers uh defensively i mean they i think they have the nfl record right now 17 straight games forcing a turnover and they are ranked first in um expected points added on defense and special teams this uh right now uh by the way colts number two in that stat who you go to next week so you know you 
that's that seems to be more their formula, ground and pound and defense and special teams, and that is has been a Harbaugh formula, uh, one that he's been happy with for a while over there. Um, and so I think in a lot of ways you know what that's going to be, but so much of them it, it, it does come back to um, – you know, stopping the run and seeing if they can do that. Um, another side of this is, and and uh, so this will this will kind of be piggybacking off the deep ball topic from Tuesday's podcast, and that is, you know, it, it, as I kind of went in on the on the the dive and why this is happening. You know, the more you see that. There's kind of a, an interesting common thread in the defenses that they have been going up against, and they've been a lot. There have these Seattle inspirations of deep zones, forcing teams. You know, three of the four, really three of the four opponents, all have have roots in that Seattle system, which is keep it all in front of you, good safety play, um, a, allow teams to throw underneath you and make and hurt themselves. Uh, and beat themselves, force them to make 10, 12, 14 play drives and and believe that they won't. And I think there's truth. I mean, it's a good system, okay? Like, don't let explosives hit on you. And I think I do, you know, we hear that excuse a lot. Um, and if you look deeper into the film, you see they've had plenty of opportunities to hit them and haven't. So that's been part of it too. But a lot of it is saying, hey, throw it in front of him and and Joe Burrow has been doing that nobody only one player has more intermediate throws which is balls 10 to 19 yards in the air than Burrow he's over 10 yards per attempt on those hitting over 60 percent on those 70 percent the last two weeks on those Um, it's really turned into kind of his wheelhouse particularly over the middle Tyler Boyd um it's created a lot of these long drives, and that can be a good thing against the Baltimore team. I don't know if Baltimore is going to give you the same thing. I think Baltimore is going to start to say, hey, go over the top of us. Prove that you can hit these because you're not hitting them yet, and I think it might be curious to see if that's the difference in this game is their ability to actually hit a few of those um, to end to prove to be as explosive as the Baltimore offense can be. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On that note, I know Jay's got stats on this, don't you? I do. Um, the, the, the Bengals, these long drives, you, you wonder, you know, do you want to be an explosive offense? Do you want to be a team that, that can take it the distance and put these 10, 12 play drives? Ideally, you want to be able to do both. But what we're seeing the Bengals do this year with those long drives is something that we have not seen this century um, since, the, since the NFL started tracking drive stats uh, in 2001, the, the Bengals have 12 drives this year already of 10 plays or more. Uh, and that's more than any other year if through the first four games. The, the most in past years was nine, surprisingly in 2018. Of course, that team started really good and then, and then went to hell. Um, but it's not You're just talking about Bengals, Bengals only, right? This is Bengals only. Game. Yeah. Through back through 2001. Um, if you look at this year, uh, just all the teams now, it's not quite fair because the, the Titans and Steelers only have played three games, but still, if you look at all teams this year, drives of 10 plays or more Bengals are number one, they have 12 plays and, uh, nobody else. There's a few teams with 11, but they're, they're right there at the top. And, uh, you you wonder if it's how important that is. I I wonder, and we're kind of seeing it. If there's there, there's like a, a cumulative effect to that, where that wears down a defense. That's just more plays that the defense has to be on the field, and we're we're kind of seeing that where in the second half this year, the Packers passed the Bengals Monday night. Bengals went into Monday night with the the highest scoring percentage in the second half of of any team in the league. Now, touchdown percentage is a different matter because they've settled for a lot of field goals. But they also are number one in the league in the second half in three and out percentage. Only 4% of their drives have been a three and out in the second half. They've had one three and out in the second half of drives. So that it, that's just all adding up where, yeah, you would love to see those explosive plays over the top, but sometimes maybe that's a little more effective to – to work your way down the field, you've got someone as accurate as Joe Burrow. You're you're doing a good job converting third downs and keeping these drives going, and you're keeping defenses on the field longer um, in September when it's a little warmer and they're they're tiring out. We for so long this is, team has been a horrible second half team, and we've really seen that flip where they've they've really played pretty well in the second half of games so far this year. If they can just get that that red zone percentage up where they're not settling for field goals this offense can be what I think a lot of people thought it could be. Yeah, the, the thing about Joe Burrow that probably people don't talk enough about is that he's a chain mover and he keeps you in manageable downs and distances outside of when the line blows it and he just gets throttled. He He's good at avoiding those negative plays and getting you at least something rather than nothing or negative. And that's huge. I mean, because that's kept them in, in much more manageable third downs you know they've they've been able to convert he's deadly accurate you know in the short to intermediate so they're getting a higher catch percentage on those throws on third downs and fourth downs obviously we know have been very successful too so um i think that's a big part I mean, that's a that's part of the the burrow effect here is is that conversion rate and that ability to not put yourself in third and long too often um 
and and I think that's showing up in the amount of long drives they're getting. And then it, it plays into the deep ball. And they've also just not really hit those explosives to the degree that they want. And so you end up with a lot of drives that look like this. Um, let's dive a little bit more into the specifics of this game. The best way to do that is go to our insider in Baltimore, Jeff Zrebeck, who is always all over it. And, and a reminder, you get you get access to all the stuff that we write at The Athletic Um whether it be from Jeff Zreback or Mark Caboli in Pittsburgh or Zach Jackson in Cleveland or anybody. And we have insiders, every team in the league, every sport, all $1 per month deal going on right now at theathletic.com slash hear that podcast growling. Go there and click on the link and subscribe. Um, anyway, here is our Jay's conversation with Jeff Zreback in Baltimore. <laughs> Now we want to bring in our Ravens writer, Jeff Zrebeck, to talk about what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens this year. Jeff, how are you doing? Good, good. Dan. How are I'm you? I'm doing well. Looking forward to this game. I, I, you know, A couple weeks ago, it looked like it might be a bloodbath, but now it looks like maybe the, the Bengals can make this uh, an interesting contest. Yeah, you know, the one thing I'm not looking forward to is hearing how many times Lamar Jackson is still younger than Joe Burrow. I think <laughs> I think we've been talking about that since Joe Burrow was uh, in the process of uh, leading LSU to a national championship. Uh, but, yeah, no, I agree. Well, one, first of all, I'm just, you know, I've seen the Bengals uh, a couple times. They were on the, you know, the primetime game, and they're obviously a much improved team. I've always liked Burrow just watching them. Um, you know, he's, uh, just seems to be a, a, a nice buzz of, about the Bengals this year, you know? Also, again, the Bengals have always played the Ravens tough. And I think this Bengals team is a more talented team than obviously what we saw last year. So uh, I think this game is going to be much closer than most people think. I saw the spread to me, that seems to be, uh, quite a bit too much, but, you know, we're all nitpicking on the Ravens and saying, you know, what they're not doing well. And there's still you know their point differential is still uh, a huge and they've still won all three of their games in, in blowouts so uh you know i think they're probably a little better than we're giving them credit for right now yeah i was gonna say do do we really know what they are i, I would say i shouldn't say what they what do we know what they are because they were so good last year and they're they're playing well this year but I mean, you look, they beat the Texans, they beat the Redskins, who are pretty bad. They, they lose the game against a really good defending champion Chiefs team. And I don't care if Cleveland's 3-1 and one or not. That was not a good Cleveland team that they beat in Week 1. Um, what, do, do you think this team is, is picked right back up where, where it was last year before the loss to the Titans in the playoffs? Or is there, is there a little bit of a hangover at this point? Uh, you know, I don't think it's that same team, but I also – don't think I also think you know last year through four games the Ravens were two and two and in week four they got blown off their home field by the Browns four gave up 40 points uh and you know boo you know as I say got booed off their home field and they looked really far away from being a uh playoff kind of contender um, with how they played in week four. So I'm trying to kind of put that in perspective. We're still so early. This was a different offseason. Um, and I think, you know, and it's part of what I wrote uh, coming off the Washington game, 
you know, I think everyone expected, me included, them to kind of pick up where they left off. You know, they got their entire offense back, basically, except Marshall Yonda, who, you know, who's a big except, obviously. Uh, but their defense, you know, is, should be drastically improved in the front seven, and they have that secondary back. So I think we all expected them not to really miss a beat. But no, it's not the same team. They're they're not as sharp right now. Uh, their offensive line is you know, has been more average over the first four weeks. And, you know, last year that was kind of the key to making everything work with Jackson running the show. They're not really getting a pass rush. Um, so they have some definite flaws here, uh, Jay, um, that, you know, they're going to have to improve on. But, you know, I, again, I look back to last year, that team in week four last year wasn't very good. Uh, and then they ran off 12 straight wins uh, to end the regular season. So uh, they're a team that predictably will get better. And I think they have some pieces in place. And, you know, they're three and one without really playing very good football. So uh, that's certainly a pretty good sign for them. Yeah, I was looking, you mentioned the pass rush. Uh, the, I was looking at the, the blitz percentage. And they're always, you know, since Wink's been there, right up at the top of the league. And they're still their number two right now. But, it doesn't seem as though he's he's blitzing as much more in the 45% range compared to 55 is is he a guy it almost sounds crazy to say is he a guy that that dials it up even more and intends to go after rookie quarterbacks or is it is does it not matter with with him that, that he's going to blitz everybody yeah i mean historically the ravens record against rookie quarterbacks has been exceptional and that's partly because they they come after him, you know, it's just been kind of their defensive DNA to be aggressive and attack. Um, however, uh, Wink Martindale's gotten a good bit of criticism, you know, since the Chiefs game because they blitzed Mahomes and they kind of played right into their hands and Mahomes ate them alive. Um, so there's been a lot of criticism about Martindale, like why are the Ravens always blitzing so much? You, you know, like you have this really good secondary um, then that intensified with what the Patriots did to the Chiefs, uh, you know, Monday night's game through through three quarters, basically, when they didn't really blitz. They just dropped in coverage and it showed, you know, it was a difficult for Mahomes. And why aren't the Ravens adopting a similar game plan? Um, but, uh, you know, the Ravens just don't have a whole lot of confidence in their front four to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, that's been the case for a while. I thought it would be improved this year. Uh, you got Judon playing for contract. You have Calais Campbell and his history, Derek Wolf, guy you guys know in Cincinnati well. Um, but right thus far, it just hasn't really clicked. There hasn't been a uh, – they just haven't been able to get much pressure from that group on the front four. Uh, so that has led to blitzing. Uh, but I think since the Chiefs game and all the criticism they got, they've been blitzing a little bit less. Um, so it may not be the typical Ravens come after you constantly, uh, you know, against Joe uh, Burrow, but uh, there's no doubt they're gonna they're gonna try to get after the quarterback a little bit, and that's just that's just how they are. That's how Wink is. Yeah, I was looking at their their rankings, and it's the the disparity is huge. They're they're number six against the run defensively, and number twenty six against the pass. Now, I guess a good chunk of that is because they've had these big leads, and other teams have just been yeah. throwing like crazy. But but offensively, uh, number three running the ball, number thirty one passing. It is is that similar where they've had the leads and they've just kind of run it, or has has Lamar mm. not been quite as sharp this year? 
Yeah, I don't think he's been quite as sharp, um, you know, and obviously when you only pass for 95 yards like he did against the Chiefs and you've only played four games, it's going to be hard to overcome that early in the statistics. Um, but, you know, they've made no secret this is a run-first team, um, you know, and they'll continue to be. However, they've talked about evolving as an offense and evolving out of the offense, they've wanted to see more deep shots, challenge teams at different areas of the field that they really didn't do last year um, and kind of keep staying ahead um, of teams. And, and, you know, when, when Jackson came out in week one and he really hurt the Browns downfield with his passing and he had talked the couple of times we talked to him in the off season about working on that, working on his throws outside the numbers, working on his downfield throws and we saw it in week one. We're like, okay, you know, uh, this looks like it's going to definitely an option. But since then, there's been not much. He's just been a little off. Marquise Brown is still running by defenders, and, and he's missed him a couple times. He missed Boykin on a potential uh, deep shot down the field. Uh, you know, they don't look bad. He's not throwing terrible passes. They're just a little off right now, Jay. And I say that in a lot of areas. It just hasn't really clicked where they just don't look like themselves. Uh, but they're still playing, uh, you know, good enough to win games regularly, comfortably against kind of overmatched teams. So um, they want to be more dangerous down the field, uh, but they also still know their bread and butter is, you know, is is that running game. You know, a- after they play the Bengals, they have this stretch. I mean, we can debate whether Philadelphia is a good team or not, but after that, yeah. Pittsburgh twice, Indy, New England, Tennessee, uh, any chance that, that they – maybe not sleepwalk, but look past the Bengals a little bit, or is, is Harbaugh such a veteran coach he's not going to let that happen? Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily see it as a look past thing, but I see it maybe as the Bengals are a lot better people think and the Ravens aren't as good as people think kind of thing where, where it could get close. And and I also see it as, a you know, divisional football. You know, Bengals have long given the Ravens problems. They've Beyond that, they had their number for, for a good stretch there. So, um, you know, uh, I, I, as I said, I, I fully expect it to be a close game. I, I've thought that. I know uh, you and I talked about that a little bit earlier this mm-hmm. week. Um, but I don't necessarily think that necess- will be a result of the Ravens looking past anybody. They've historically been pretty good. I mean, I, I think there's a stat, and, you know, I'm not into the point spreads and all that too much, but I think – I think there was some stat under Harbaugh they've never lost a game as a double-digit favorite. So uh, that seems to suggest that they don't look past too many teams. But I still don't know. We know how good they are right now. I mean, the Chiefs obviously, uh, you know, overwhelmed them a little bit, but they won't be the only team to get overwhelmed by the Chiefs. And then, as you said, the three teams they've beaten, uh, Cleveland, that was a tough spot for them, and then Texans and, and Washington are awful. So, uh, we don't know a whole lot about them, um, you know, but there are definitely some flaws there that, that should lead to the Bengals being able to do some uh, good things on both sides of the ball. One other thing I was curious about, I mean, obviously all eyes are going to be on Lamar as they are every week, but I, I think a lot of Bengals fans are going to be trained defensively on a guy that maybe they hoped they would be able to get at 33 and the Ravens took at 28, um, linebacker Patrick Queen. Um, how's he looked in his first four games as a rookie. It's funny, Jay, you say that because at 28, the Ravens were choosing between two players, Patrick Queen and T. <laughs> Higgins. So, uh, you know, they went with the inside linebacker. They, they're, they're, you know, 
their starter for much of last year is now, you know, patrolling the middle for the Bengals, as you know, and Josh Bynes. Um, Patrick Queen has looked very much like uh, a rookie, which means there's been flashes of really good things. Um, he's been very active. You see the sideline, the sideline speed, and then you see some lapses. You see some mistakes. You see him, you know, struggle a little bit to hold up in coverage. At one point in the Kansas City game in week three, he got pulled. Uh, and, you know, you saw John Harbaugh talking to him on the sideline. I mean, they benched him basically for a guy who plays mostly special teams and Chris Board. Um, so I, I think there's been a lot on him as, as the guy in the middle. Uh, you're talking about a, a kind of a, a sexy position in Baltimore, middle linebacker with all the guys starting with Ray Lewis that they've had. Uh, and, and there's been a lot to live up to. And I think, uh, you know, like any rookie, it got to be a little much early. He's still kind of learning. Expectations were high. But you see the flashes definitely, Jay. And, and, and they're, you know, they're happy with him. They just know they're going to have to live with his, you know, first-year mistakes. Where's Baltimore at with the fan situation? How many are they going to be allowing on Sunday? You know, they're still in the friends and family plan yeah. where you're you're allowed to come if you live with a player, you know, if so it's only direct, you know, family and they're talking about hiring that, maybe allowing more friends and family, but they're at 250 for 250 people for their home game. Maybe that goes up a little but they're shooting for the Pittsburgh game to kind of officially bring back fans. And, and that, that was in two weeks, but now it's in three weeks after the whole buy situation with the Steelers. Um, so you won't see fans uh, unless there's a dramatic change, but you, you'll see a smattering of people uh, in the stadium, family and friends of, of the players. All right. Kind of plays into a rookie quarterback's hand, not having that loud m yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, home field advantage doesn't mean a whole lot right now, but uh, we'll see. I saw you guys are allowing some fans later in the season, so uh, that should be fun. Yeah, they had six thousand at the first home game, and they're gonna the next home game is October twenty fifth against the Browns. They're gonna allow twelve thousand, and it, it's gonna stay at twelve or go higher from there. So, hopefully, moving in the right direction. I, I wish I. We get to hang out with you in the press box on Sunday, but I'll yeah. be watching from TV, and maybe maybe we'll get to hang out in the season finale here in Cincinnati. Sounds good, Jay. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, we're all. I don't think we thought the uh, you know AFC North was going to be as good as what we've seen so far. I know it's early, but four weeks in, I think we've seen the Bengals are much improved. I think we've seen the Browns are finally seem to be in the right direction and and the Steelers and Ravens are pretty good teams so I think it's going to be a fun year for the division and and you know everyone talks about the NFC West uh but right now I think you have to feel pretty good about the AFC North and the direction that's going as kind of the top top division right now in that conference yeah yeah I agree with you I think it's going to be a fun year I I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with, with us today Jeff and uh enjoy the game on Sunday and hopefully we can catch up again down the road Sounds good, man. I really appreciate it. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, anything surprise you from that conversation that you weren't expecting, Jay? Uh, I did not know that the, the the Ravens at 28 were deciding between Patrick Queen and T. Higgins. I thought that was really interesting. And then it flipped. I know a lot of Bengals fans were hoping that Patrick Queen would fall to that 33 spot where the, the Bengals took Higgins. But um, that was kind of an interesting juxtaposition. And and just him saying, too, you know, we, we look and see that the Ravens are 3-1, and one, and, yeah, they laid an egg on Monday night against Kansas City. But um, you, without looking at them closely, you just assume they're trucking right along uh, as they were last year. And, he you know, he just talks about how there's just something a little bit off right now. Um, and, and maybe maybe the they're vulnerable for, for an upset. And we talked about this on on Tuesday's podcast, where it's not just the Bengals that have this gauntlet ahead of them. The the Ravens have a really difficult stretch after this. Um, you don't you don't think a team's going to look ahead with a veteran coach like Harbaugh, but you never know. It's it's just kind of a tendency when you you've got a team that you trucked last year, forty nine to thirteen. Um, maybe maybe they just this could be one of those classic trap games. Could be. Uh, and should I remind you, you know, Jay, you, you love stats, you love, you love degenerate gambling. And I uncovered a few in that realm, uh, in this week in Bengals in degenerate corner this week. Uh, that was that you have the Bengals, you know, have played well at MNT stadium and they have covered three straight and five of six in Baltimore. At M T Bank, that, that's a real trend. That's a, that's a real trend. Three in a row, five of six. So, I feel like that's that might have some better better implications. Better implications if you're looking at potentially covering a big number. Have you seen what is the what is the number moved to? Is it moved? How far down has it moved? Have we tracked that? I have not seen the recent. the The, the most recent I saw was thirteen and a half. I don't know if it's fallen lower or not. But you just. Nameless, faceless, all that. If you just if you just buy rule, anytime a team is two touchdown or more underdog, which doesn't happen a whole lot in the NFL, but I gotta feel like the that's that's just a, a bet you gotta take. The, the, so many games in this league are are close, 
figure even if they're down by 20 the whole game and then you get a you get a final drive touchdown and get it to 13 you're under the number it just I don't know I I'm, I'm gonna steer away from suggesting bets after I got burned <laughs> the tie stat the dreaded from the tie, tie stat, stat backfire uh, but, all right let's let's get into some of our uh, segments here at the end uh, let's start with run passer boot uh, so I like this one. I like this one a lot. You came up with this one earlier this week, and we said save it for the growler. Yeah. Um, so here it is. Play with your friends at home, of course. Uh, run, pass, or boot, Jay. What will be the higher number on Sunday? A.J. Green catches. Lamar Jackson touchdowns. Baltimore punts. Whew. That's a that's a doozy. That's a doozy. What do you got? It is tough cuz you even the, the Justin Tucker factor affects this because as soon as they cross midfield, they're basically in field goal range and they 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 don't punt. They go for fourth downs. It's I almost feel like you have to boot that one, the Baltimore punts. Um that's not going to be the highest. So it comes down to Lamar versus AJ um, I, I'm going to run with A.J. Green catches. I, I think they, even if he's not taking it over the top and being explosive, I, I think Zach Zach's words on Wednesday where A.J.'s time is coming, um, what better time? He, he You talk about the Bengals playing well in Baltimore. A.J. Green plays well in Baltimore. Um, I could easily see him having a, a middling four catches for 25 to 30 yards type of game and as great as Lamar Jackson is asking for four touchdowns this is this is running and passing touchdowns combined by the way um I just think that's too much so I'm gonna I'm gonna run with AJ Green I'm gonna pass on Lamar Jackson and I'm gonna boot the Baltimore punts it's so sad the like context which we're talking about AJ Green the guy who's gone for 10 for 227 there you're like oh I could see him go four for 25 you know, it's like, oh man. Well, here's the other here's the other factor to this, and I th- I do think you'll see more teams do this as they get film on new AJ right now or who he is at this moment until he changes that. Is putting more of their best corners on Tyler Boyd, and that is something that well the Ravens would have done anyway uh, with Marlon Humphrey loving to go down in the slot and matching up with Boyd. It's a great matchup for them. They put their strength on the Bengals' strength, and 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 they have they have a lot of good corners over there. So they're not there's not like some massive fall off that you're putting on Green or Higgins or whoever Tate or whoever's out there. So, but that is you know, people I think people need to realize. You know, stopping Tyler Boyd is going to be a huge part of this. The other side of this is, you know, and I'll get to my run passer boot here because this is all all sort of plays in. Is you know, Ravens love they, they're going to be blitz heavy. Joe Burrow has been his best against the blitz this year. He's not your standard rookie quarterback that's deer in the headlights back there. He loves it and he's been tearing it up. It's if you look at you know PFF always has those breakdowns of pressure, no pressure, blitzed, not blitzed. You can find that on a number of different advanced stats sites. His stats have been the best, the most efficient against teams that have blitzed them. So we will have to see if one these guys can win their one on one matchups and Burrow can continue to handle the blitz well. That said. I do think AJ has a decent day because I do think that Marlon Humphrey is going to shut down Tyler Boyd a little bit, and they're going to look to Green more. So I, I'm not only going to 
pick this. I'm going to tell you how many of each. A.J. Green's going to have six receptions. Baltimore's going to punt four times, and Lamar's going to have three TDs. You know, you, you talk about Humphrey and Boyd, and I think that's a, that's a lock. That's going to be the question is, do they put Marcus Peters on A.J., or do they put him on T. Higgins? Does A.J. get Q, you know, CB3, or do they put Peters on, on A.J. Green? That's, that, that's going to play in, I think, to the fact of how often they target A.J. Green, uh, depending on who his matchup is. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt. I, I think Peters will be on Green. I think John Harbaugh's seen enough of the A.J. Green show. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hates A.J. Green as an opposing coach more than John Harbaugh. I hear it in every single pre- and post-game press conference over the years. Uh, I mean, A.J. has been an absolute raven killer. Um, all right, growler bet. Growler bet time. That, as you know, hit us up with your answers to the growler bet, your guesses, Hashtag Bengals Growler Bet to us on Twitter. You can always email them to me, P Daner, P D E H N E R at theathletic.com. One entry is all you get, but if you are correct, you will get a growler of delicious 50 West beer on us. And Home Sweet Home Season is here. Which is exciting. Also, they they have cans in Kroger, so uh, highly recommend picking it up. It's it's just the best fall beer. It's so it's so good. Um, so you could have a growler of Home Sweet Home that that I, me and Jay, I'm gonna take out of Jay's pocket too. We'll buy for you just for just for listening to the end of the growler on Thursdays. So that said, here is this week's growler bet. No winners from last week. Still no winners this year. We had some winners last year, so we're, we're waiting on you. Get it together. Uh, Baltimore Ravens rushing yards. A lot of options. A lot of options there. Could be big. Could be a big number. Jay, what do you have? I don't think it's going to be the 249 or 247, whatever it was they put up last year. Um which surprisingly was in the game that was close at Baltimore. Um, but I don't think it's going to be great either. I'm, I'm going to go 175. I just It would be good to know. Maybe we could amend these picks after we find out whether Geno Atkins practices later today on Thursday. Um, I don't think he's going to. I, I think we're going to probably see one more game without him. And it's not like he's a huge – he's more of a, a factor in the, the past game. Um, so I, I think – as much as the the Bengals tried to build this defense to stop the run, I don't think they're quite there yet, and I think it's a a big day for for Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson, and they put up one seventy five. Uh, Lamar Jackson appears that he's going to be okay. Um, he he showed up not practicing and with a knee uh, the other day, and I think all of Baltimore collectively gasped. Um, Reports are that it's minor and he'll be fine to go on Sunday. I wonder, but you wonder if he's not a hundred percent how much he'll he'll be able to run. I mean, probably pretty much. I, I I just I have not seen enough from the Bengals' run defense to make me believe that they're going to be able to slow this run game down enough. Maybe some, but I I just haven't seen it. I you haven't seen enough of that. They you know, they did a decent job against the Chargers. Um, but then at the in the second half, the Chargers were able to kind of shove it down their throats, even though it wasn't necessarily the Tyrod Taylor in that style that got to them. Uh, Baltimore has too many ways to beat you in the run game. I have two hundred one. 
uh, from the Ravens uh, for, for my number. Again, send your number to us on Twitter at hashtag Bengals Growler Bet, or you can email me, pdaner at theathletic.com. Delicious 50 West beer, a growler of it could be yours if you hit it right on the number. All right, prediction time, and then we'll get out of here. Well, I uh, predict we're buying a growler for for to start. I, you I think, think this. I think, think it's, it's happening. Easy? Yeah, uh, this because it's there, there's a certain range that you figure it's going to be in. There's no decimal point uh, this week, um, and I have faith in our listeners. Somebody's going to hit this one. So that's that's my first prediction. Wow. Okay. I don't uh, like that. Game wise, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 31-27 Baltimore, and I I don't think. I think it'll still be a game in the fourth quarter, but I think it's going to be kind of what I mentioned earlier, where maybe it, it's an eleven-point game and the Bengals get a uh, a touchdown at the end to to start a new streak of one one score losses. I have thirty to twenty uh, Bengals cover, uh, but I don't I don't think they have enough there yet to win this game. Um, I could be wrong, but I just uh, you know in, until. Until the run defense really starts to get to, I just feel like they're going to be able to run. You know, they're going to run for a return of yards, and uh, it can be a really long day for you. I think they'll be able to score um, a little bit, but still, it's a really good. It's still a good Baltimore defense, um, and, and you know, people we can say all you want about maybe they've been a tick off and this, that, or the other. I mean, they their wins are all their wins are by double digits still. Um, they still got that going for them. So I, I say Ravens thirty, Bengals twenty is my prediction for Sunday. All right, we'll, we will be back. We will join you again with the walkout after the game. Uh, so look for that on Sunday night. And of course, then the next Tuesday uh, we will have here that podcast ground kind of taking the big view of where the team is at as they prepare then to go to Indianapolis to face the Colts the next week. So anyway, thanks everybody uh, for listening to the growler and we'll talk to you next time on here the podcast ground. Have a good one, everybody.